This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Empire. Chat remains a highly engaging and lucrative vertical. But then we try and build in more feature-rich experiences. As an example of the NBA, there are live highlights for every game. And so if I say, is Draymond healthy? And the bot asks me, hey, do you want to follow the Warriors? Do you want to follow Draymond? And I say yes. I'm now going to get live highlights that aren't anywhere else in that moment. That's Alex Beckman, founder and CEO of Game On, where white-label chat is a key to engagement. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. There are so many ways to converse about interests or in the case of this podcast, sports, but like many things that are helped with innovation, tried and true methods of interacting still end up winning the day, even with new technology. So if you want real trash talk or just a good conversation about your team or league, chat platforms still hold value. Our guest this week is Alex Beckman. He's the founder and the CEO of Game On, which is a group that is white labeling chat interactions for leagues and teams in the modern engagement experience in sports. Hey, Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Tell us a little bit about Game On. What do you guys do? Sure. Uh, We're helping um, sports leagues, teams, and now broader companies, anybody that is a media company, which is most groups now, engage with their fans via chat. People are already chatting. They love to chat about the NBA, about the NHL, about their favorite things they're watching on TV. Uh, We're helping those brands that are creating those conversations connect meaningfully with those fans. So how so? How do you go about it? Sure. Take take the average NBA fan, myself, Warriors made the playoffs. I'm chatting with my buddies all the time about what are our chances of winning? When is the first game was kind of the biggest question this week. And oftentimes those conversations are happening in iMessage, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, you name it, kind of. Depends on where I met my friend. Those chats are now 10 years old and they've been on my phone forever. And we realized that those questions are actually best answered by the team. Usually the team knows first or the league knows first the answer to those questions. But then as fans, we've been trained to get that data from somewhere else. Police report, you name it. We realized there was a business opportunity in connecting fans with the content owners of this information where there could be a trade-off. Fans could be chatting with their favorite teams, getting an app-like experience in chat. And getting more from the team, the team knows more about themselves than any other outlet does. It's the source of content. The players are there. They're practicing there. So we create these relationships with these leagues and teams and let fans chat directly. And in the case of the NBA, for example, if I'm asking questions with my buddies, like, you know, is Draymond going to play tonight? Is Clay healthy or not? And I ask the league, the league is able to give me those answers based on all the data they have stored on all of their different content catalogs. And we get that via API. It's immediate. It's direct. And it allows for a better, more holistic transaction between friends, but also it lets the content owners take part in that. Um, think like the next gen of broadcast, where it doesn't just have to be when the game is on. Broadcasting is 24-7 now. Fans are consuming all the time, and especially via chat, 
that is how we're connecting those leads to those conversations. So okay. I can at mention the MBA or I can chat directly with them in Messenger and get that information without having to go to Google, without okay. having to download a whole other app. And what's the turnaround there? I, like, because I could yeah. Google this and in some of the simpler right. questions, like you're asking, is Draymond yeah. Green going to play tonight? I can get an answer to that. Right. How is this differentiated by going directly through the team or the league or the, the player themselves? Yeah, good question. Um, so let's say I'm talking about this with my buddies. Um, if I go to Google, I need to Google it. And then I need to bring that conversation back into my, you know, in, into my, into my buddy's sort of thread. Um, that's now three or four different screens on my phone. And I think one of the things that we have all seen, um, we've all become very confident in the fact that less screens on the phone is a better interaction for fans. We lose fans when they go to multiple screens. And take on the other level, a client like any sports league, take the NBA, again, one of our clients, they love to have the fan in front of them. Um, it's a better experience if they have one source of information than if they have to have many and kind of you know, sort of stitch together this on their phone. And so... A, it's immediate. We're connected via API. Our AI and ML, our machine learning and our, our software system, our stack gets this information as immediately as Google can. And to your point, con that content is both there and on Google. But then we try and build in more feature-rich experiences. As an example with the NBA, there are live highlights for every game. And so if I say, is Draymond healthy? And the bot asks me, hey, do you want to follow the Warriors? Do you want to follow Draymond? And I say, yes. I'm now going to get live highlights that aren't anywhere else in that moment. They're not on YouTube. They're not um, anywhere in the, in the sort of digital web that you would look until halftime. So this becomes a way to watch. And we're building fan bases that way by letting simple stuff get done via chat that's already getting done in a variety of ways. We're making it faster, better for the fan, more social, and then layering in more stuff for them to have that we know they want that is best delivered via chat in a way that no other platform can. Okay, so when you and I or you and your friends are having your conversation, there's a human nuance to it, right? Yeah. How right. how do you make this chat conversation yeah. have some kind of human nuance to it outside of yeah. its answering very specific right. questions that you are asking? No, that's, that's, that's a good question. Something that, you know, when we started this eight years ago, we realized what makes my conversation with my friends fun <clears throat> is the silly jokes, is the banter, is the... The, the personal touch that comes from the conversation, you know, the friendship of 10 years that makes the data even more rich and more fun. Um, and that has been one of the most difficult things to solve. We've seen a lot of chat companies be really good at call and response. Um, somebody asks, what's the answer? And somebody gets a question answered back, right? But what we've done is layered in things like rich media. So like if somebody says hi to these bots, we oftentimes send back a GIF of like a famous player from that team or league waving and saying hi, or doing something that would be colloquially them, trying to interject the language and the spirit of kind of not just sport, but colloquial sport, chat-based sport, which is different than broadcast sport. We interject players. We've got a bunch of investment from, from different players from different generations, um, Hall of Famers all the way down to rookies. And we interject them into the conversation and have their voice be heard in ways that are authentic to them. So it's more than just question and answer. It's trying to capture the flavor of and the fun of sport and the frivolity of it and the seriousness of it. Um, and that tone is ever evolving for each client we have. Uh, it's, a, it's, I think it'll be a work in progress for a long time. Um, we've seen other chat companies try this. It's a big effort, but we are succeeding at it at a rate that nobody else has so far. Um, and, you know, I'll give an exact example. Arsenal, one of our clients, if you talk to that chat experience, Robert Perez, 
comes in as Robot Perez. We make fun of the fact that <laughs> it's chat kind of bot, right? Huh. And we, we change his name slightly. And, and to that, it gets that chuckle in chat. We see a lot of ha-ha back, which most chat experiences don't get. They don't get a human response back. They get robotic yeah. back and forth. We try and create that level of breath and intimacy, which changes the whole dynamic. All right, so let me give you an example just of, of myself because I'm a voice of a team. Yeah. I call the games for the Washington right. Commanders. For me, the idea of having an AI that could interact with my fans, even from my standpoint, is attractive to me. What I'd be concerned about is the bot doesn't sound or So in right. your specific example, can you kind of just take me through the process of finding the happy yeah. medium of this robot is actually something that would sound and feel like me if I was answering the questions myself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll give you kind of a lifelike example of us doing this. So one of our first clients was Sky Sport and Jeff Stelly. Uh, this was five years ago now. And he does a show called Soccer Saturday, which is the big um, soccer broadcast for the English Premier League. And he has a great, he has a, a voice and a background and fans know. He's got inside jokes with his co- co-anchors but what's also true is, like many people, um, they respond similarly to similar themes, right? Something great happens, they have a certain response type. Something bad happens, they have a certain response type. We were able to analyze videos of him and audio of him talking, just like we would for you. And we're able to make sure that when something happens, commanders score a touchdown, commanders fumble, um, commanders win at the last minute that the chat experience has that voice and kind of tone that you have been famous for having. And as you change, let's say mid-season, you start to pick up some new, whatever, uh, traits, tone. Um, the commanders are on a winning streak and, and you're brighter. We update the chat experience, the voice to mimic that. And that's something that happens mostly automatically on our side. But we do have a team here that does that manually to make sure that when things happen that the current tech can't predict, we go and update that accordingly. But that's a big piece of it is that we try and make this an extension of you um, and we, we make sure fans know it's not perfect. It's not you, right? It's, it's a version of you that is helping to extend the broadcast. But the reward here, I think there's a lot of fans on new platforms that might never tune into a radio broadcast of an NFL game or might never watch more than a two-minute snip, whether it's on a, a streaming platform or live TV. We'd love to find a way to reach them on platforms that they enjoy where you can then be the voice for them in a way that makes sense that doesn't make you do triple or quadruple the work. So, um, us broadcasters still have egos though. So hopefully you're not right about that part. (laughs) (laughs) But but I think our goal is to scale you in a way that is, um, that will satisfy that ego. And I'll share one of the people we work with is Jim Gray. He's one of our investors and he's helped us a lot here to understand. Um, he doesn't want it to be decaf Jim Gray. It's gotta be, you know, something that is, and and that's, that's driven us. His, he's been hard on us and that's helped us drive this forward in a way that helps it to make sense um, for this market. Um, and that, does that kind of answer the yeah. question? I, it's, it's the reason we're doing this. It's the reason that's for this tech. Uh, if, if it was easy, we would already be, you know, sort of doing something else. But that part of it is what drives us. It's making this fun for fans because chatting with your friends about sports is fun. And we've seen quiz apps. Like a good example of this is like, there's so many quiz apps for the NBA where it's like, how many fouls will there be? How many points will there be? Stuff that's like, you know, good for prop bets. But that isn't the fun stuff to talk about. The fun stuff to talk about is like Clay's face after he drains a three and it's a game-changing three. And that's really hard to put into a tech stack. But that is what we're after is those live moments that matter most to fans and generating more and more conversation from it. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me ask you one other thing, kind of broad picture and how you kind of deal with it, which is these types of conversations could happen on a lot of different platforms. Twitter is probably the most, in, you know, ubiquitous one that is occurring out there. Those chats, if you will, get hijacked constantly. Someone walks in and just yeah. says something else and suddenly it just either goes in a different direction or it's just not what you envisioned it was going to be. How do you try right. to work around safeguarding a chat that is where everybody's yeah. mind is at and it's not getting hijacked by users? Right. So we, we actually formed this to say in direct opposition to Twitter is too antagonistic. We all love Twitter. Yeah. But as, a, as an NBA Twitter user, that was a huge problem. I'd be enjoying something, following something, and then it would just take a left curve, you know, for no reason other than somebody was enjoying the opportunity, right? And so this is really based um, almost in direct opposition to that style of engagement. It's not a fire hose with thousands or millions of fans connecting all at once. It's in, in this office, my co-founder, Kalen, and my co-founder, Nate, we had a conversation going about the Giants, the SF Giants here, for three World Series in a row. It was a six-year-old chat at some point, right? And it was just the three of us. And it, it didn't need to be more than three of us for it to be a compelling thing for us to constantly engage with each other about. This is designed for that. It's let the SF Giants be a part of that conversation so that when I want to know who the starting pitcher is, if there are tickets, what's the line, you know, uh, are people gambling for or against us? What did we do in the last series against this team? I'm going to discuss it with my friends anyways. I'd rather just ask it in front of them and get that answer back so that we can have a quicker, more concise conversation while we're running a company. And so by shortening the stack, by saying, we're not going to let um, trolls come in, it's just my private conversation. It's kind of inverting that model of instead of making the Major League Baseball organization or a team have a Twitter account and then having everything happen there, we're saying, what if you could have a private Twitter conversation with Fans in small pockets, as many. We have millions of fans chatting on this platform for some of our clients and, and you know, a huge mass if we act. Um, but it's in small groups. And some of them are one-to-one. -one. Our, our youngest fans use this instead of downloading the app for the team. And some of it, it's one-to-many. It can be in Slack. It can be in Teams. It can be in Facebook Messenger. That's So so we get around that issue by essentially, um, if my friend's a troll, then I've got a bad friend. But yeah. I'm not going to yeah. have that public nuisance issue. Okay. Um, all right. You don't have to be obviously specific about this, but you know, we're talking about kind of one-to-one -one or smaller groups of people, controlled conversation, a resource and new modern engagement. Um, how does this benefit the teams, the leagues? How does this benefit you? Can you kind of talk about that a little right. bit? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, it's, it's a fair question and one that I'd love to get into. So I, I guess on some level, 
we see that every client of ours enjoys a larger cumulative user base. It's what they're selling to sponsors, whether it's uh, 17,000 people sold out for the whole season in the arena or um, number of people that are their, their digital fan base globally. Our, our top line goal is to increase the number of fans that our clients can count on their digital user base. Um, and that has direct and indirect implications. It can increase the quality and quantity of sponsorships. An example being like PointsBet and the Indiana Pacers coming together in chat. That was an example of a relationship that existed already between those two teams, but we expanded it by adding chat to the you know, capability set there. And the Pacers were able to run with it. Um, and those are the types of things that we're exploring. And then we have fans asking, you know, can I buy a jersey? Can I get tickets? And while they could have done that in Google or they could have done it in any number of places, when that conversation starts with the team and is facilitated by technology that the team uses, which in this case is ours, it's a better business model for them. So shortening the number of players involved, reducing the number of payouts, we're both directly and indirectly increasing the business opportunities for our clients. Um, third piece is data. And this is the piece that I think is going to be most important for the next eight years as this company grows. Every team is really working hard, every league, every client of ours, and sponsors are becoming clients too now directly. That's the major shift here as we grow. <clears throat> they're after data sets. They want to know who these fans are, what they're doing, what they're not doing, what they love and what they don't love. And chat becomes a really excellent way to understand that in a relationship that is fair and as privacy becomes even more important yeah. than ever before. On, um, indirectly scraping that data is just wrong. However, um, if you ask, if you're chatting with a fan and they know that they're in a relationship with you, like a team or a league, and when they tell you something, they get something in return. And that's a really direct one-to-one relationship where yeah. everything is above board. That data becomes even more valuable today than it was five years ago, given how complicated this space is. So, you know, talking through the commanders, one of the things we do really well is like season ticket holders. They're a really important audience. Teams work really hard to keep them, retain them, get new ones. There's a lot that you can scale um, using chat to relate to those customers of yours. And that's something that we're seeing kind of expand throughout as well. That idea that there are cost centers for businesses that um, a really good full service chat solution can make a happier customer for longer. doesn't replace real people, but it can help augment them and make their lives even better. So those are examples. We're helping our customers make money and helping them do it more efficiently, increasing their existing digital initiatives, and there are 3 billion people chatting, which most of our customers, until we come along, haven't considered potential end users of theirs. They're kind of in this chat ether. It's a walled garden. We're breaking down that wall and helping them push that business into an audience that actually is already there. They're already talking about the team for as many years as they've had their smartphones. It's just connecting the dots there. Product side is most important, making it worth it for the fan. And then the tech side, obviously, is our calling card. It's what makes it possible. It's all really interesting. Alex Beckman is the founder and CEO of Game On. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. On the next Future Sport Podcast, instant improvement of skill using your mobile phone camera. Good for, for kids and youth uh, doing exercises, but also to communities um, that might not want to have a video of them recorded whilst they're doing some exercises. And this opens up, of course, to other communities that they replace the words um, uh, coach with a physiotherapist uh, and what player with sort of a patient and it's exactly the same technology tracking human movement. That's Francisco Baptista, founder of Team Sports, where amateur athletes can get feedback on their conditioning and form instantly. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. 
I'm Bram Weinstein.